welcome to this episode of IG Talk with Robert Smallwood, where we feature interviews with IG leaders from around the globe, as well as discussions of IG news, events and best practices. Hi, today we have Cheryl Strom, who is Records Information Senior Manager at McDonald's Corporation in the Information Management and Office Services segment. And welcome to the program, Cheryl. Well, thank you, Robert. Happy to be here. Great. And uh, Cheryl has an uh, ARMA IGP, as well as has been through the SEGO certification and training, and also holds an MBA. Uh, so, Cheryl, let's just uh, ask you in general, what's your role at uh, McDonald's Corp? And you're, you're in the home office, aren't you? Uh, you work out of the home office? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, yes. Thanks, Robert. Uh, yeah. So I am the uh, Records Information Senior Manager at McDonald's Corporation, a, a large global organization. Uh, I've been with this organization now for about 27 years. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to add my disclaimer that anything I share today reflects my own personal opinions and views and not necessarily representative of my organization. So Right. Okay. Got that on the record. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so this role has, you know, certainly evolved over the years. So while many years uh, the focus was more on the physical records and applying information lifecycle processes to physical records, thinking about the cartons that are uh, sitting at an off-site record storage vendor or perhaps even on-site in a records center, you know, kind of circulating those, those physical files. So this has definitely evolved to more of a focus on digital information. So, so my role is really leading the, uh, the strategic RIM program that includes the development, the maintenance, execution of policies, procedures, training, budget, uh, RIM assessments for new technologies, and decommissioning of, of technologies, uh, defensible disposition projects, a, a number of those. Uh, as well as just legal hold analyses for for various initiatives and just the overall governance for enterprise solutions. Mm -hmm. That's quite an array of uh, tasks and activities, responsibilities. Uh, But how did you start out? I mean, how did you evolve into records and information management and then into the information governance space? How did you start out and, and progress? Sure. Well, thanks, Robert, for that question. So, you know, I like, I think many individuals who land in the the RIM and IG professions didn't really pursue a career in in records and information management or information governance. So, and as you mentioned, you know, while I obtained my my BA in uh, business administration and my MBA in finance, I thought I was actually going to pursue a career in finance. Um, but I also, you know, I had this passion for the legal industry, and then I also pursued my paralegal certificate. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So, so my background was really in banking. I also hold a, a real estate in Illinois, a real estate uh, managing broker's license. So I have that experience. Uh, and then legal, I worked as a paralegal in various practice groups. Uh, legal, real estate legal, legal marketing, commercial legal. I was a, a contract manager, uh, drafting, negotiating various contracts with suppliers and vendors. At and McDonald's? At, at McDonald's? At, at McDonald's, yeah. And isn't McDonald's like one of the biggest real estate holders in the world? Yes, that, that's what they, yes, that's what we always say. Yeah. Uh-huh. You hold a lot of real estate. Yes. Prime real estate. Yes, yes. So, th- so that was a that was a great start to uh, my entry into McDonald's. So, 
but then after, you know, doing the, the contract piece, uh, that's actually when I was tapped on the shoulder by one of our clients to see if I would be interested in, in leading the, the uh, records and information management function. Uh, and this was at a time when some of that newer legislation was being enacted, like Sarbanes-Oxley, SOX, uh, you know, as a result of the Arthur Anderson and Enron scandals. And so, you know, I thought, hey, this will be a change. I think this is a good change. So I moved into that role. Mm -hmm. And that was probably 20 years ago? Yes, yes it was. Uh -huh. Okay. Yes. But it's changed since then, I'm sure. It definitely has changed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so more and more, you think uh, uh, in the beginning it was paper, more and more moved to electronic. Yes. And um, a lot more regulations these days, right, to keep right. up with. Right, absolutely. And yes. was there any kind of a move or transition from solely focusing on records management to more of an information governance view at, at, in your company? Did that happen in the last few years? It, it has. You know, we definitely, we, we do have uh, information governance programs. Uh, I think, you know, as information governance was introduced several years ago, that really helped, I think, to heighten the importance of records and information management and how it's really an integral piece of the whole information governance reference model. You know, and my focus has really been on advocating for that collaboration, that partnership with RIM, eDiscovery, privacy, IT security. It is so critical, and I can't emphasize this enough, that all of these disciplines need to work together and, and not in silos. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I'm very passionate about information governance, as you are, Robert. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's why I obtained my IGP, my, my SIGO certifications. You know, I thought that having these certifications would really help me to broaden my knowledge, and not just RIM, but in other areas, such as privacy and the e-discovery, IT security, and just further develop my experience and my exposure in those areas. Did, that, did we accomplish that with the SIGO? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Great. Hey, um, what do you think are important strengths for um, professionals to have to be successful in, in uh, information governance? And, and uh, we talked a little bit and, uh, and I know you've got sort of a big picture strategic vision, strategic focus, but what other uh, what other types of qualities or strengths do you need or do you think are needed to be successful in IG? Yeah, so I th definitely agree, you know, like the strategic focus, uh, you know, thinking of the big picture, uh, you know, I like to say, like, see the forest through the trees, you know, making sure that uh, the, the RIM and IG pr programs, how do they support the organization's values? How does this benefit the employees and the organization? Um, you know, I also like to talk about defensible disposition. I think that's such a critical component of the program, and that will also help to support the success of the program. Uh, I think being very organized, uh, I think, you know, I like to see myself as I'm a planner. You know, I feel that if I can be as organized as possible, that I, I, I'm more prepared, right? So if I can, if I need to quickly shift to be able to put out fires quickly um, and not panic. And so really just helping to be organized just helps me to control anxiety and being able to remain calm, not just for myself, but for others. 
Um, but then also, I think another strength is just being agile, right? We need to be able to be flexible, to be able to adjust priorities as needed. Um, and then also just being a, a good mentor, a role model for others who might be thinking about getting into this profession or uh, preparing to take the SIGO exam, for, for example. Uh, so I think that those are some of the, the, the criteria. Uh, then also another one, Robert, I have to say is, is change management. I think mm-hmm. that's, and I know you talk about this in your books, um, there's such a critical component just being able to, you know, make sure that you have a, a dedicated team on just change management. And I like to say that anytime you're implementing any kind of a project, it's about, it's really 80% of that is change management and 20% of, I'm sorry. Yes. 80% is change management and 20% is really the implementation. So oh, really, I, I've seen studies around that. So I think that just having a, a change management program is just really critical. Hmm. Yeah, we had a change management workshop uh, given by Matt Dawson. He's a, a PhD and wrote a book called Nudge Change Management. We did that at the uh, IG uh, Leadership Summit in at the end of March here in San Diego. And uh, it was very well received. And, um, uh, you know, I, I liked his approach because it was a very, he explained some of the different types of change management approaches, but uh, his approach was, you know, as it says, nudge change management. It was, you know, sort of a little at a time. How can you entice people or or or, or, or get them to move forward and, and make changes? And he, he gave us uh, lots of little examples. So, yeah, change management is a big piece. In fact, I, I think, and I've been arguing for years that I think change management needs to be a slice in the IG reference model, really. And uh, it's such a big part, or it should be like maybe encircling the entire thing. You know, I don't don't know. I haven't got that. Well, what have you seen um, in particularly the last two or three years, any changes or new challenges in information governance? Um, Particularly, I I guess, you know, the the move to remote work has has, uh, accelerated some of these kinds of changes. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I've seen a, a number of changes. Well, I think, you know, the focus on privacy, obviously. So with some of the, the newer privacy regulations that have been implemented, starting with GDPR, uh, CCPA, the CPRA, there's others. I know Florida, Colorado, Virginia, and then there's others that will you know are expected to go into effect early next year. So I like to say that a lot of these privacy regulations have really been the best thing for RIM and IG because they add like another anchor to uh, ensuring that organizations are complying with their data retention and disposition uh, pro, uh, initiative. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not optional, right? So uh, we need to make sure that organizations are complying. Um, but I'm also seeing that more organizations are taking IG seriously. I, and I think this is because, you know, the increased risk in cybersecurity, data breaches, and then there's also, again, the focus on, on privacy regulations. But I also think that with a lot of these emerging technologies, such as, you know, with the Internet of Things, all of these different chat and collaboration platforms, uh, artificial intelligence, you know, I think that organizations are starting to see that while these various solutions can offer increased efficiencies, you know, data analytics can help to drive better decisions, uh, as well as how we can optimize the value of information, how we can monetize the value of information. 
uh, organizations are really starting to recognize the importance of making sure that the governance is built is built out on the front end. So before these these platforms are actually deployed. And so just really trying to be more proactive versus reactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned privacy, and uh, I was having a conversation with a privacy consultant at an IPP conference uh, in San Diego last year, and she said, "Oh, I just got done doing some work for McDonald's," and and mm-hmm. I said, and I said flippantly, I said, well, "How does privacy work into like burgers? Like, how does you know a private burger or what?" She said, "Oh, no, no, the Wi-Fi, you know, in all the McDonald's, you know, you've got um, a detailed statement there in terms of how they might what what they might collect and how they might use it and how long they might keep it and, and all that." I was like, "Oh, yeah, big light went off." I'm like, of course, yeah, right, 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 yeah." Mm. yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah so. I think, yeah, but I think also, you know, the, these are some of the challenges too that I've seen, right? Just trying to stay ahead of all these emerging technologies as well. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I like uh, about the push for privacy is that the first step in many, most of the times, the first step in a privacy program is to inventory your information assets. So you know where the PII, personal identifiable information, is stored or protected health information. And that's really often the first step in an IG program, getting it go, getting it launched. So you have to know what you have before you can manage it. So I, I think it kind of helped to push information governance along as well. Right, right. Absolutely. Totally mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. So, um, hey, I'm wondering, have you implemented uh, Microsoft 365 there at McDonald's? We have, yes. I mean, like how far along are you? Yeah, we're we're pretty far. I mean, we've been using Office 365 for a number of years now. So uh, we were on the the dedicated platform initially when when it was rolled out, and then uh, transitioned to to the cloud to the Office 365. So mm-hmm. uh, yes, definitely. So you're pretty much an early adopter of. Huh? Yes, we were right. When did you first start implementing? Oh uh, gosh, um, I would like to say it's probably been. Maybe ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's hard to say, Robert. I can't remember for sure, but you know, it could be more than more than more than six or seven. Six or seven, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, because some some companies are just getting started, we're in the midst of uh, we're we're in the midst of pulling together the results of a M three sixty five survey, which is very detailed and. uh, um, and just preliminarily, what we're seeing is there's uh, a lot of implementations, but they're partial. You know, there's a lot of features that aren't really being used yet. Mm-hmm. So that's the challenge. And and some maybe have implemented it too too quickly without a lot of the planning and governance uh, steps up front, I think. Right. So, right. hey, so you're in the Chicagoland area, right? You, yes. you, you grew up in that area? I did. Yep. Grew up, mm-hmm. Born and raised in the Chicago area. Lived in the suburb outside of Chicago. In Illinois? In Illinois, yeah. yeah. I was born and raised in, in Iowa. So, oh, okay. uh, so, so I was, yeah, maybe two and a half hours, two and a half hours from Chicago. And, uh, you know, we would go up and see Cubs games or oh, yeah. go to the, go to the, what is it, Field Museum? And, sure. Yeah. Uh, there's museums. a couple museums up there, science and industry, maybe. And, uh, and Cub games and uh, my mom and sister go shopping. It was a, always a good day. Oh. So, so are you? Uh, would you say White Sox or Cubs? <laughs> Cubs. Oh yeah. I'm a Chicago fan, but I I have to say, yeah, lean more towards the Cubs. Yes. Cubs I mean, I I would root for the White Sox if uh, the Cubs weren't playing put it that sure. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And how about uh, in your spare time, what do you like to do? So I, um, you know, I like to, to work out, um, oh, yeah? you know, I know that you talked about, uh, you're a big fan of doing yoga. So yeah. I do some form of workout just every day. It just helps me to mentally, you know, prepare myself. I just feel better about myself. What kind of work? What do you do for a workout? You so, run, lift weights? Um, do, run? Uh, yes, I would do weight machines, uh, ride the stationary bike. I, I have a spin bike. Uh, do elliptical, a lot of mm. cardio, a lot of cardio. Wow. Yeah, I need um, to do more cardio. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and I love golf. Uh, my husband and I both golf, so he's Fun. got me into it. Um, he'll often say that he's created a monster out of me because I just love the the, the sport. And um, yeah, and then also, you know, giving back to the community. I am also on the board for our local Arma Chicago chapter, so I'm the the treasurer. So I enjoy managing the finances for the chapter and uh, just anything I can do to give back to the, the local ARMA chapters, ARMA International, just giving back to the community. That's great. And we need, we need more people doing that yeah. to keep things uh, going. Cause you know, I was at this women in e-discovery conference a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and mentorship was a big topic. They said, you know, really women need that have gotten a little farther in their career need to reach back and, mentor women because uh, most all the women that have that had achieved uh, big great heights in their career coming up men were their mentors just because mm -hmm. that was kind of the only people around but now there's more women and there are more women that have been successful and I think uh, it's a, it's great to reach back and and uh, and send the elevator back down and, and help yes. help the next group up I agree I yeah agree. very good well thanks very much for spending time with us today I appreciate your time and uh, Everybody out there, if you enjoyed this program, tell everybody. If you didn't, don't tell no one. See you next time. Great. Thank you, Robert. Okay. okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of IG Talk, the leading voice in the industry which features IG leaders, news, events, and best practices. Tune in next time to stay up to date on the changing world of information governance.